0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to BB and the Ball of Black News Podcast. I'm your host, the isolationist Red Hood Wade. And under under that, on the bottom of the chicken, if you can see it, that's the most popular man in, in comic books, Brandon Norton. And to my left or your right, depending on what you're doing, he's the, the ruler of Woke Barrier, Woke Von Dune. Gentlemen, how are y'all doing today? Cool, then, man. You know, so. So before we get into it, we got some breaking news that we did I, that isn't on the docket. We are getting a Thunderbolt uh project. We kind of saw that coming anyway with uh, Maria Lewis Dreyfus. Is that her name from um, Psycho? Uh Julie. Julie. Yeah. Julie. Julie Dreyfus. Yeah. Julie Lewis Dreyfus. Like so we saw that coming when they uh when she recruited uh fake cap, uh punchable face Captain America, US agent. And then when she grabbed Galina Balova, we kind of saw this coming. But it's official, it's happening. What are y'all's thoughts on that? Uh, and, and better yet, do you care?
1: No, but it's Marvel, so whatever it is, I'm gonna watch it. It's probably gonna be entertaining. Uh yeah, and she's gold, bro. I loved her in V. Um, she's great. So she's she's kind of one of my um my crushes. My celebrity crushes so she looks better now
0: than she did years ago Yeah, it's crazy brandon what are your thoughts on um thunderbolts do you care at all yeah i care because marvel cares and Mm. we know they care
2: because they set this up over multiple projects right so like this wasn't just something like they brought out of the blue like they did it in movies and they did it in tv shows to set this up and so obviously they have something planned for these characters
0: so i'm in um, I'm with it's funny Well, you guys won't be shocked by this, but I'm actually all in on this. I love the idea of villains becoming like heroes. I've always thought that was cool. Juggernaut, I think, is one of those characters who makes a better hero than he does a villain. He's a he's a he's a lot deeper. And because he's so destructive, like he has to be very careful of what he does. And then he's got that whole he used to have the whole thing with um uh Sidorak or Kidorak, however you pronounce it. So I like I like this idea. And I Dude, as much as I hate to say it, I do like U.S. Agent in the movie in the MCU. He's he's extremely flawed. He tries his best to be the wokest person ever, but
1: he's clearly the most Republican thing yeah. that's come out of the MCU. He's perfectly casted, and yep, perfectly. And I I wouldn't even call him Republican. Like he he looked like he grew up with a lot of black folk, you know. So he he, he looked like it. You know Don't I mean it actually happened. John John didn't he go to, HBCU? <laughs> he go to an HBCU? Yo, that's what it looked like for real when they showed his old schools. Like <laughs> they had a drum line. I was like, "Yo, Nick Cannon was about to pop out." <laughs> it was, <laughs> it was crazy. Fuck John Red Walker.
0: <laughs> they didn't even have powers. You know that still is one of my favorite moments from the MCU. No, you
1: don't mess with the Dormilodge um, ever, bro. Ever. Yeah. ever. Yeah, I wish you...
0: I wish we were recording this show because me and Hobby had a field day when they were all upset about, uh, one of the door I think it was Io or Ayo, uh, taking Bucky's arm off. I was like, how would they do something like that to him? I'm like, you know, just give a motherfucker a weapon without a fail safe.
1: you. You think the most advanced African nation in the world due to their avoidance of white people would just leave a freaking insane ass- arm? Yo, you crazy. He so played Patty Cake with his arm and his shit dropped. No, th- those those Wakandan repo services are on point. For real. So the next topic on Do You Care
0: is Black Adam.
1: Yes. It doesn't look good, but I'ma watch it. I'm cautious. I cautiously care. Like I I think it does look good. And I think it looks good because it looks like a Marvel movie. <laughs> That's a that's the craziest thing about, well, the trailer, the trailer makes it, they try their hardest to make it. I don't You know what? Let me not disrespect. Let me not disrespect. That, all right Let me not disrespect. That. All right. Like the colors and, 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 and the way it was framed, it reminded me of a more serious spin on Shazam and Shazam was extremely good in my opinion. I don't, I don't, yeah. So, uh, I would love to see them just reboot the entire, like a soft reboot of the entire franchise, starting with the uh, most recent Batman movie and just moving forward from there, man. Um, So I'm hoping for good things from this movie. The Rock looks super excited about it. And, uh, you know, they have new ownership. Discovery seems to not be afraid to shake it up a little bit. So let's see what happens. The thing Um, is,
2: I I like the costumes because they finally gave them comic book accurate costumes for the most part. Yeah. So I do appreciate that. But the trailer looks really disjointed to me, but maybe that's on purpose. So Mm -hmm. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. But my biggest issue is, it's still this idea of like, we got to tell these different stories, which we like jump to, we jump to things without building to things in the DCEU. Right. So like, Black Adam does eventually become an anti-hero. Like, you read that JSA run, it's fucking amazing uh, with the Black Adam. But he doesn't, like, start as that, right? And so when you introduce Shazam, which they did, and then in the Shazam movie, they basically say the, uh, the opposite of Shazam is Black Adam. Like, they kind of name drop him in that way when they're talking to the wizard. And then the first time you see Black Adam, it's like, I'm kind of a hero, but I kill people. It's like, I feel like you missed a step. Like there should be a step there before you get there
0: type of thing. So let me just be the first one to be the only person to say this. I do not give a flying fuck about this movie. I don't like Dwayne Johnson. He can go fuck himself. I, this, the, the trailer looked ass and I actually watched it by accident. I was on Instagram and I was scrolling through something. I was just like, all right, well, since it's here, I'll, I'll fucking watch. This shit looks trash. This shit looks like, a, looks like an ass fucking, another ass DC movie. The only way I'll go see it is if Hobby hits me up and is like, "Yo, do you want to go see it?" And I'll go. All right, cool. I'll go see it. Other than that, I don't give a fuck about this movie. Noted. And, and this is this is coming from a guy, <laughs> and, and this is coming from a guy who has specifically told everybody that Robert Pattinson was going to make a great bat. I went on a ledge for Robert Pattinson, but I refuse to go on a ledge for Dwayne Johnson. I don't know if you've so, been proven right yet. About
2: about Robert Pattinson, but I don't think he's been proven wrong either. The, to me, the jury's still out.
1: You sound like a Golden absolutely. State. Fan. You sound like a Golden State fan right now. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> he, uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm cool with that. I'm absolutely that, cool with that.
2: I don't think he was bad. I just that emo Batman shit just rubs me the wrong way. I can't get that line out of my head. But you just when either- he says. <laughs>
1: Alfred, you're not my daddy. I
2: cannot Brand, get that Brand. out of my
1: head. Brandon, That's you're, miss- you're missing the main point. Regardless if you liked it, right? It was an actual... It was a... It was a. Do not call that shit accurate. Do no, not call that shit accurate. No, 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 no. It was a legitimately good DCEU movie. Yeah, it was. It a good movie. was. It was. So, come
0: on, come on. You, you gotta gotta get, Brandon. Yo, come on, Brandon. I'll, I'll put it to you. I'll put it to you in, in good terms. I agree. The, bat, the Batman was the Logan of DC. Oh, shit,
1: come on.
2: Uh, no, that's better than Logan. I, I thought it was. I actually yeah. thought it was a decent movie. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was carried by the. the I thought it was carried by the it um, I don't It doesn't I don't, matter.
1: It doesn't matter. Listen, it was a good movie, even if the villains carried it. Let that be your thing, DC. Like, I don't even think, think, really think the villains, villains carried it. Well, every- I don't think that that was
0: kind to be honest with you, I think everyone, I honestly, this is one of the few times you'll hear me say something like this when it comes to certain movies, especially for comic book movies, because there's always a clear MVP in most comic book projects. I mm-hmm. honestly think that you can't take anybody out of that movie and replace them with someone else because the chemistry was that good. I don't think there's a clear MVP of this particular movie because I think they all worked well off of each other. Uh, so... I don't think the Riddler carried it. I don't think Batman carried it. If I had to pick an MVP, I'm going to go Catwoman because she was by far the most comic book accurate and the best performer on that. You know what I mean? So, like, that's how I would go with it. But honestly, I thought it was. I thought it was a. <laughs> I thought this was. It was the Detroit Pistons when they beat the Lakers. It was a great team effort. <laughs> it was a great team effort, and they did that. And they did the damn thing.
1: Yo, man, I, they put their nose to the ground. They they put in the work, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm giving them their flowers now, bro. I, yeah. I can't. I can't do that a lot. So, so congratulations. I, I will <laughs> yeah. say
2: that also. That movie only made seven hundred million dollars. So, like, obviously, well, he's gotta...
0: not doing something right. Well, I also think a lot of it had to do with people who are just too stubborn to go see a movie because it starred the dude from Twilight, even though he's far, he's like a decade plus removed from these movies and has proven to be a phenomenal actor. So right. people can't, still can't get over that. Like I have a friend who's just like, I'm not watching it because he was a he was a sparkly vampire, and even though, <laughs> ter-
1: <laughs> and honestly, if if they made like a movie, if they made like a. Uh... I don't know. If if, if if Hawkeye came out in theaters, right, and it was a movie not connected to the MCU in general, I don't think it would... It, it, it would definitely not have done as well as the rest of the MCU. So Depends this Batman movie... The, are we I'm talking sure.
0: about Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye, or are we talking about... No, like a totally like,
1: different... adult? That's what they did. A totally different actor, totally different universe, right? It was like so, a, almost a random yeah, But you're missing
2: the elephant in the room. We're not talking about Hawkeye. We're talking about Batman. All
1: right, so, so make it make it Iron Man. Iron Man comes out. He's played by, like, I don't know. He's played by, shit, I can't even think. Some random actor from from a Nickelodeon teen movie, right? And it's not connected to the MCU at all. He's fighting some, not,
0: you know, like... You, it, but I also don't think this debate works specifically because DC and DC is Marvel and Marvel. People it, are going to rush out to see a Marvel project regardless.
1: But then that that makes my point as well. The second point I was going to make is that it was weighed down by... by, by Yes, that's what I was getting
2: at. I wasn't saying the movie... What I'm saying is, even after the movie came out, it wasn't enough word of mouth to get it where it should be, right? We're talking about Batman, right? The only hero or the only comic book character close to Batman that you could either say is equal to Batman or above Batman is Spider-Man. That's it. Those are the top two most popular comic book characters, then Superman, in all of comics. Iron Man is like, people like, you know, you and old man already know this, but like, Iron Man was is not a popular comic book character. It mm-hmm. got popular because of the MCU. At his the book, time, his
1: book isn't even popular. In book is even popular? His in book isn't even that popular. Yeah. In 2008, Iron Man was not an A
2: level comic book character. It was not it, it? Was not none of them? Were Captain at the time Captain America? Was it none of them? Hulk, Thor, Thor was
0: Thor was the only one who Thor and the Hulk were the ones who were holding down the Avengers, mm-hmm. whenever it was. It's one of the reasons why you'll see, like, let's take uh, when the original Avengers left and it was Cat's kooky quartet, like, you know what I mean? It was Hawkeye, Quicksilver, Giant Man, uh, Scarlet Witch, you know, you know, Captain the other four, but like, whenever you go through throughout the uh, Marvel Comics, and see the Avengers, there's always going to be at least one person on that team that kind of gets things going to keep people interested. Like, if we can fast forward to the Brian Michael Bendis days, what did he do? He started it with Captain America, Iron Man, and they were the two core. But they also so. But then they throw in Luke Cage. They throw in Spider-Man, who's super popular. They throw in Wolverine, who's immensely popular. But then they add Sentry and Spider-Woman, two characters that, like, on their own, do we really care about them? No. And then they knew Civil War was coming, and uh, so the idea for Brian Michael Bennett was like, yo, let's make Luke Cage a star. How do we make Luke Cage a star? You put him next to somebody so, and have the writer make him interesting. Right.
2: But you're talking about comic books. Well, I'm talking about public opinion, and like just the general public. No one gave a fuck about any of those characters, right? The The Absolutely. general public Comic book characters that like if you just ran up on somebody on the street and asked them do they know about are Batman, well, Superman, Wonder Woman, Spider-Man,
1: The Wolverine. X-Men, yeah.
2: the X-Men or Wolverine, and
0: maybe the Fantastic Four. Like those I, but that's but, it in the Credible Hawk a little bit. That's it. I I think, but there's also some kind of, there's also recognition that I think goes with that as well. Because you have Thor's recognizable, if if nothing but for the hammer and the lightning alone, Captain America's uniform is also identifiable. As much as everyone can, can identify Iron Man, people didn't really know much about him. All they knew was that he had, he was Tony Stark, he was rich and he had the armor. Like, you know what I mean? So it's, I get what you're saying, but it's also the same thing. Marvel is Marvel in DC is DC. So if you can throw to hobby's point, you can, I'm going to know if this was hobby's point, but you can throw it almost anybody. Now, any famous person in an Iron Man costume and people are going to go see it. Yeah. You yeah. could have you you thrown, you could have thrown Robert Pattinson in an Iron Man costume, but they're going to be like, I trust, but they're going to say, I trust Marvel to make the, make the right decision as of now people don't trust DC to make the right decisions. Yes. So and it still made
1: it. $700 million. Exactly. I it may still not be, a, be the-
2: But you know, Aquaman made a billion, so you can't use that argument.
0: Actually, you well, can I, Jason. Yeah. You can specifically because Jason Momoa is coming off of being Big Dick Drago from Game <laughs> of Thrones. Yeah.
1: And it was still connected to the wider DC, <laughs> and it was connected to the DCEU universe. I'm trying to ignore that statement.
2: Yeah, I was just not expecting but... you to say that. But uh, well, here's the other thing. <laughs> Joker was not connected
1: to anything. And that made a billion dollars. Yeah, that because... Movie was, that movie was so ass. Because the Joker cornered the incel market. Yeah. You know what? Good absolutely. point, Javi. Good point. That's
0: percent. That point. Fantastic uh-huh. point. You know what? That's a great point. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that Marvel does. is like they, they, have, they have the mouse money. You know what I mean? So they cornered the market when it comes to like, if the mouse is going to do something... It's gonna, like it's gonna continue to make money, so it's like yeah, the I, well, mouse is here. I, the mouse is gonna do what he does.
1: Oh man, I want to, I want to, I, I want to just like push back on that just a little bit because I think you're right. Like, this would never happen without, without the mouse money mm-hmm. to this extent. But this was always a risk, and even before, mm-hmm. even before mm-hmm. that, like, like everything, like ever since Blade, Marvel's been kind of like live action. You know, they've been, you know. They've been kind of doing their thing, and you got people like Jon Favreau. Like you, ha- they have really good. These are really good filmmakers. People mm-hmm. that these are nerds, bro, geeks. And no matter oh, what you they, you know, what? Took, yo, no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, they're, sorry, sorry, sorry. And, and they're talented, bro. And they can and, and the fact that Iron Man did what it did, Iron Man One, yo, that that's crazy to me. With Iron Man One, yes, is, you know. So here, it, it's funny,
0: Javi. that's mm-hmm. a perfect Great segue point, to your point. Thank to, you, to, sir. Gr- It's an amazing point, and it also segues to our next topic. Thor: Love and Thunder, who is being directed, I believe, written by a nerd, Taika Waititi, who took the who took the Thor franchise and then like breathed like eternal life into it. Like no one really like after that. Like, the first Thor was okay at best. The second Thor, I, it had really great parts, but
1: the ending was so trash that I won't watch it again. When's the last time you watched it? Uh, it has been a while. Yo, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with me. I don't know if it's old age, but I I rewatched Dark World about a month ago, and I actually liked it.
0: Um, well, you know what? We can uh, we can add that to a
1: to a list. I'll mm. go back and rewatch it, Brandon.
0: Mm. You can go back and rewatch it, and we'll give it a shot.
2: But- Dark World is a bad movie. If you grade it on the scale of MCU movies, but it's not a bad movie.
0: Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And, and you know, you know, it's funny, which brings us back to the other topic, and we'll get back to Thor: Love and Thunder. But like, there are certain things you grade on, like um, Joe Budden and I having this conversation about rating certain rappers. So if Kendrick Lamar puts something out, you're grading him on a higher scale, as if like Little Yachty put something out, like you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. There's levels to this shit. So when we see the Black Adam trailer, and then we see the first Thor loving Thunder trailer. Mm-hmm. Like you can't really compare the two. Granted, it's funny because they're both gods in their own in their own respective universes, and they both mm-hmm. use lightning, even though Thor is a whole like god of like just not just thunder and lightning, he's a god of like a sense of weather. Um, so there's a part of there's a part of that, that like kind of like really like resonates when you look at it because it's like You can't compare... Again, it's like the DCU is still playing catch-up. You know what I mean? And then what makes it even funnier is... In the DCU, DC, they had TV shows on lock for a while. Then, then, to your point, Brandon, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes out. And they fucked the game up. You know what I mean? But then, DC had um, Arrow. And The Flash. And both those shows were good, but then they never... They either stayed too long or they just got that. But anyway. They were also kind of
2: hampered by the CW model. Yeah. A little bit. That's why Superman and Lois is is so amazing to me, because they find a way to put in, like, that teenage angst type of stuff, but in a way that adults do not get upset at. Like, (laughs) I'll be watching The Flash sometimes. This season's been a little bit better, but, like, a couple seasons ago, when it was at its lowest, and I'd be like why are these grown people acting like children? Like, what is this? Like, how can any grown adult watch this? They're acting like children. Superman and Lois doesn't do that. Even with the kids, even the kids,
0: they act like reasonable high school kids. Mm. You know, the difference super with Superman is like super, sorry, go ahead. I'll, I'll, I'll no, I, you
1: go. I was going to say that, that, and that, that makes an, an interesting point that, um, Superman and Lois would be so good cuz it kind of breaks a mold. It's not as formulaic as the other CW shows and I think Legends of Tomorrow also Yeah, I think another yes. reason why that was so good. Arrow was so Arrow I I think CW forgot. Arrow used to kill people. Yeah, Right? Yeah. Like he would yeah. straight up murder people and that was like, "Oh, right?" And I don't know what happened. You know, he got a I don't know. They they changed it and Oliver absolutely It worked was a for, it killer. worked for a little bit, but I don't know. <laughs> They, they got old. I think I think D, the DCEU probably got their hands on it. So, oh, man, I know this wasn't on a docket, but
2: you kind of brought it up. And I know this was, a and hobby too, both of you, this is near and dear to y'all hearts, More to, even more to me. So I want to get y'all opinion. But what did y'all think about how Christian Bale looked as Gore? Because there's been some back and forth on the interwebs.
0: I'm going to let Javi um, go first. I'm going to let Javi go first, because as much as a Thor fan I am, and I have a tattoo of... Um, uh, Thor hold Mjolnir on my on my leg like when it comes to like Jason Aaron's Thor I always go to Hobby's recommendation and his opinion on that so Hobby, you started off with that
1: well I appreciate that and I, honestly I'll be I'll be very simple with it like if you have an issue with the way he looks you haven't really read or understood any of the God Butcher series like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter what he looks like you know, like it's the only thing that needs to be done with him is that he needs to be terrifying, right? <laughs> and screwed up to like an unbelievable measure. And Christian Bill, yep. he's the perfect person for that. I thought before the before we even saw him, and from what I saw, bro, I am more than excited. It, it, the contrast between that look and what we, the colors and everything we see um, from Thor since. Um, Ragnarok, it's gonna be amazing, bro. I'm telling you.
0: Let me just say this: um, beyond the look, because um, we're also speaking to people who aren't comic book fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my biggest thing about that is, I'm looking at that from a lens of someone who knows what God the bar God put you like. Which, for the record, I think is a is a damn good representation of them in general because you have to adjust some things to fit the format of a movie. It can't look. Everything can't look comic accurate, people. That's just the way it works. He looked, he looked like an evil zealot, and that's essentially kind of what. And it's ironically enough, that's kind of what Gore is. And Javi, you've read the comic, and I, Brand, I don't know if you've read the Jason Aaron God Bomb and um, God Butcher series. It's funny that Gore ended up becoming everything that he hated, which is hilarious. Yes. That? And gore looks... And it's, it's also Christian Bale. Say what you want about it. The man can act his ass off. I have no doubt in my mind that when people actually see this, they're
1: not going to give a fuck about the way he looks.
2: Mm-hmm. At I'm all. I'm quite sure he, Christian Bale killed a guy to prepare for this.
1: Yeah, like, literally. Yo, he took method <laughs> acting to an, uh, to an utter extreme. Yeah. Nah, he actually he actually went and killed a guy. Yeah, for real. That's what he said. definitely. <laughs> was like, yeah. How did you prepare for this? Well, you remember that guy, God? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's out.
0: <laughs> Yo, but that's but that's really but that's actually funny because it's like Christian Bale is damn good at what he does. Like, say what you want about him, like yelling at people on set and all that. The man can act. Uh-huh. When they cast Christian Bale as this character, I hit Harvey. up. I'm like, what are your thoughts about this? Because you're more invested on that. The story about like the Necro Sword, which I think this is how we're gonna get more symbiotes into the MCU. There's a lot that goes on to this, and I think that I don't mind the look. I actually kind of, I actually kind of fucks with it, and I like that when um, there's a point where he's got like where he's standing on the God Bomb, and everything's black and white, and that's including well, we Thor. We don't know. I'm like,
1: we don't know if that's a God Bomb.
0: That's the God Bomb. Oh yeah. All right. <laughs> so All y'all right. not mad
1: about the tentacles? Not that's part of bit. no. That's it. That's what it, yo do, do. People not know what the necro sword is. Like, oh, you mean like him not having tentacles? Him not they do having have, the tentacles because yeah. they do have like like like. There's a lot of like bl- those black the blank black inky tentacles that he seems to be flowing through. That I heard people were trying to figure out what that was, and I'm like, uh, that's the necro sword. But anyways, um, nah, I don't give a shit. Who cares? Okay, yeah, me
2: either. I just saw a bunch of people complained about that. They were like, "Oh, hmm. it looks good," but like they couldn't give him the damn tentacles, like that type of thing. Huh.
0: Yeah, it's it's it, on, in a grand scheme of things, it's really not that serious. And I they, think pro- it was,
1: they probably want to give it, it to him, and Christian. They probably want to give it to him, and Christian Bale was like, "No, no, <laughs> no! <laughs> good I'm trying to act here. You're being inconsiderate.
0: What don't you fucking understand? What don't you fucking understand? We're trying to shoot a movie here." <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna go first because Thor is my guy. Chris Hemsworth is one of my man crushes. My wife says, my wife says I have a thing for um for white men, and it's kind of true. Uh, we got Ryan Reynolds, Chris Evans, and Happy Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth and uh, my man Henry Cavill. Yo, you say what y'all want. Thor looked fucking delectable in that fucking trailer. But anyway, so the Thor so I see the Thor trailer. I'm interested, already interested before I even knew. What was going on? Like Thor: Love and Thunder, I'm in. Let's just let's just make it happen. I have faith in Taika what Taika Waititi. I was like, this is gonna be fantastic. We get the first trailer, blows my mind. Then we get another one like two weeks later. I'm like, oh, they show us more. We actually see Zeus, was played by Russell Crowe. We see more Valkyrie Valkyrie by Tessa Thompson. We see more of Jane Thor, Jane Foster, who played by Natalie, Natalie Cortman. So we're getting all this stuff. And then there's the comic, comic book accurate moments when we see this giant like frost, like this like Godzilla-sized, abominable God dead. And then a look on Thor's eyes where he's remembering something. And all I can say is like, wow. Not only did this appeal to the comic book fan me, it appealed to the movie lover.
2: I'm about to turn into um, like a, a toxic Star Wars fan really quick. I will fucking riot if I don't see horse face Beta Ray Boo at some point in this fucking movie. If I got to sit through four, this is the fourth Thor movie. If I go through four entire Thor movies, and I don't see a horse
0: faced motherfucker on the screen. I'm gonna have a problem with Kevin Feige. We saw a horse faced dude on the side of um, Thor Ragnarok on the side of the the arena.
1: Yo, um, given the popularity of Beta Ray Bill's recent comment, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw him. And also to mention um, that scene, I, I just I forgot the name of that god. It's actually Falagar, the Behemoth, and um, in the comic book, that that scene's actually ripped right out of um, God mm-hmm. Bomb. Um, I I don't remember which volume, um, but it's early on when Thor is tracking down whoever the murderer of these gods are. So hopefully this is going to be kind of like a detective buddy cop movie as well. Um, But the interesting thing about this god is that it was an extremely powerful god. Like in the comic books, Thor is thinking about him. He was like, we were friends. You know, um, he used to wrestle black holes for fun, right? Like, so we're dealing with, the cosmic MCU in a way that we've never seen before. So I'm pretty sure and we're going to see some all about his crazy things. We're going to see some crazy things, man.
2: Uh, Javi, also, you, did you see Omnipotent City in the, the trailer?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. It's going to, yo, that looks <sighs> too bad it's going to get destroyed probably, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so. Um, like I said you're the you're the Jason Aaron guy like you're the one who I go to when I have these questions what did you think of Jane Foster like that's the question I've been dying to ask what did you think of her when you saw Natalie Portman building not only building Mjolnir, but using it in a way that I didn't think was possible where she like threw like shards of Mjolnir, and then it came back to her.
1: I was like yo well it's interesting because um the recent Jane Foster the most actually no she's Thor again in a run. I just actually brought a comic book. So I thought she was Valkyrie. She's Valkyrie, but she's there's a series right now um with uh Thor and Jane Foster where she's oh okay in her Thor gear again. Um whatever. Uh issue one just came out this week. But besides that, so her, Jane Foster as Thor, she's actually a more, she's more skilled with Mjolnir than Thor's. And he was actually jealous about it. Like she had a very, um, for people that don't know, Milnor, I can't say it properly, so whatever. meow. Mjolnir. it's me. yeah, uh, is, is, is sentient. It's a sentient thing. It's a, it's a sentient storm trapped in the Yuru um, case essentially, and, and it, it talks to the wielder. And she had a pretty strong relationship with that hammer and she was able to do amazing things. Um, it almost worked on its own many um, at many times. So it's interesting mm-hmm. to see how that translates to the MCU. What I'm interested to see, I don't really have much to say about her yet because we haven't seen much. Um, there's a distinct difference between Jane and Jane Foster's uh, character when she's jane foster versus when she's thor when she's thor she's a lot more um let's say aggressive uh she's kind she's kind of fair she's fearless and she enjoys being thor so uh yeah. i want to see how that translates if they you do that she well, cancer be great. in the mcu hobby um i hope not um uh, i just don't i just i, I don't want to see that play out in the mcu i mean it would be interesting yeah. uh but it also yeah.
0: be uh, maybe too dark i think for yeah. what disney's going for
1: like it'd um, be interesting if you if you if you understand the the connection between her cancer and her transformation so but i don't know we'll see
0: brandon so uh i'm going to let brandon go first on this you're a Hick- uh, actually both you and Javier hickman fans and but i want to go to you for specifically for the avenger the, um hickman the avengers what did you what do you think do you think there's going to be any Hickman, reminisce of Hickman's run in Thor Love and Thunder? No. And if there if there, <laughs> is that a good thing? I got an old man, my bad. I was going to say, um, do you, but, um, excuse me, if there is some reminisce of the Hickman thing, what do you think a part of it that should be in there? I don't think that fits this story
2: totally. I think, I think we might because I feel like they're doing something different with incursions in the MCU than how they did it in the comic books. So they might use like some realm that Thor or Gore goes to and it gets destroyed by an incursion or something like that just to tie things in or something like that. But I think it's going to be mostly separate from the larger picture of things. I think we start to pick up that larger picture of things uh, again when we get the Ant-Man. I think there's going to be little things here. I think there's going to be a couple little things in Black Panther, too. And then when we get to Ant-Man, uh, Quantumania, that's when they're going to kind of ramp it up to get ready for the next big Avengers, or whatever they're going to call it. If they call it Avengers, or New Avengers, or Ultimates. Ultimates. It's yeah. Ultimates. yeah. Yeah. Whatever that is, it's going to start getting ramped up.
1: For facts. In,
2: in Ant-Man. But uh, I will say... The, but I know Jason Aaron's run is great, but my favorite Thor scene of all time in a comic book is in Jonathan Hickman, New Avengers, when Thor and the Century see all the Beyonders coming at them and they, they talk to each other and they say, <laughs> basically like, if we're going to die, we're going to die going my out gosh. fighting. I'll see you in
0: Valhalla.
2: And they yeah, just... Thor's got,
0: Thor's got one arm, no pa- one arm, an axe and he's with Hyperion. I think that is one of the yeah. best Thor moments. Yeah, sure, in the sure, yes, sure, yes. Yeah.
1: Listen, that axe was built specifically to cut celestials. You feel me? Yep. Yeah. Don't sleep on yeah. my boy Thor. They're taking out one of them at least. Yo, and Thor Thor put yo, Thor put the <laughs> Wait, Thor are y'all are, are y'all
0: reading Banner of War, by the way? I am, but I haven't caught up yet. So we're not gonna Ooh. talk about that. I'm not caught, I'm not caught up yet. Can I send um, a hobbies. screenshot
1: to the to the group text?
0: Yeah, also hobbies, text me the um the, rec- the recommend so I can uh, so I can grab the book as well. I right, no problem. Uh, all right, so super woke. What is something from Jason Aaron's run that you think needs to be in this?
1: So it's not a it's not a specific scene, but there's a concept that they keep talking about in Jason Aaron in this run and in, in Jason Aaron's Dora run in general. How gods perceive time and how it affects their memory um we find out that thor like hit we find so much about like the psychology of the gods right like i want to learn learn more about that right we, we see back mm-hmm. we see a image of bast we see um zeus and um it's very interesting um how the gods of the marvel universe are connected to like how people believe them how people around the universe believe them it's it's, it's very interesting and the fact that everything from shang chi to the eternals to um what did we just watch uh doctor strange we're starting to see how amazing uh loki how amazing the the mcu actually is and seeing that through the perspective of a human is a lot, or even a, a regular superhero is way more, is way more different than seeing that through the perspective of someone like Thor. And in the Jason runs, uh, uh, in Jason Aaron's run, we really get to see how powerful Thor is and how, how different he is compared to the other heroes. So I really want to see um, if they touch that at all. Like,
0: So I want to, I just want to point out the one thing that I want to, one scene that I want to see in Love and Thunder, so I want to see Thor using both Bioner and Stormbreaker to destroy mm. the God Bomb. That's something
1: that I absolutely would love to see. You just remind me of one more thing, OME. Oh, I'm sorry, can I just, yo. Go ahead, go right At the end of um, the God Butcher God Bomb series, Thor actually takes the all black from gore and tells him yeah. this weapon wasn't meant for mortals, it was meant for gods. <laughs> that shit would be crazy. It's gonna yeah, it happen. If happen. If anything happens, if they take any scene, they're gonna take that for sure. Uh, absolutely.
0: So, uh, we'll, we'll we'll go back and uh, reverse what it's a super woke. If you could recommend
1: one Thor comic book, what would it be? King Thor. Um, that's a good one. I forgot that's a damn re- good one. I think that's Jason Aaron as well. Um, but again, it it t- you keep talking, I'll find out. Yeah, it, it uh it it kind of charts. Thor's um, ascendant to being pretty much the only God left in existence. Um, and he's extremely powerful. I'm talking about billions of years in the future, um, where so far in the future where the stars are starting to die. And there's only a few people left that can challenge him and the people that he fights. Yeah, it's I uh, defend- Jason Aaron. Jason Aaron, yeah, it's it's amazing. And it's, it, and it's I think it's a key it's a key reference point in the Thor mythos that I think people will enjoy.
2: Oh, that reminds me, last time we did a show, we talked about uh, Hulk and Thor. Did y'all
1: finish reading Titan Hulk? Yeah, because um, I think Banner Banner of War runs right right, and that runs right into Banner of War. So yes, that's it's pretty crazy, oh, bro.
0: Yeah, uh, Brandon, if you had to recommend something with Thor, and what's it going to be? And why is it Hickman?
2: Uh, no it's not hickman i my favorite thor that i've ever read is jane foster's thor Um, yeah for sure i love that jane foster thor run and then she was on the avengers and whipping Mm -hmm. people's ass on the avengers like i thought jane foster thor was incredibly i always thought comic book thor until recently uh it's been better recently Mm -hmm. but i always thought comic book thor was kind of a one-note pony for a long time uh in the last you know five to seven years has changed but like previous to that i i didn't find him to be that interesting like i found beta ray bill to be far more interesting i found like other characters in the thor mythos to be more interesting than him up until recently and recently it's changed like yeah. it's great but so seeing James foster thor there was so many layers to that character and like what was going on with her and, and when she was thor when she wasn't thor it was really fascinating And I really enjoyed that. Also, I do remember like some story where like Thor was fighting, like Donald Blake was like separate from Thor or something like that.
1: Yeah, that's the most. That's that's early on in this most recent Thor run. Yeah, I was reading something about that, and I was like, that sounds interesting. Yeah, that's that. Did
2: you read it? It I read. I think I read like one issue about it, and then I was like reading online about it, and I was like, that sounds interesting.
1: I should read this. Yeah, we got Throg on there with the ill the ill cameo. Oh, uh, he was in there. Yo, yeah, yo, you so got was it. In it. Just say Lock- he, Lock- he he creates Lockheed his own version. He creates his own version of Avengers. Let me just say that. Also, yeah, Throg's is- in the Guardians of the Galaxy video game too. It's yeah. hilarious. Uh, shout out to Throg, the MVP of the Marvel Universe. <laughs> yo, Brandon, I, re- I I didn't really get into Thor until um, Jason Aaron's run in. Uh, I think eighteen. It started around that time. <laughs> Remember, probably earlier than that so i i got it i really got into that because it the um doderman actually um russell Dodderman's art got me into into that um it was amazing so that pushed me into it i read it got really into the thor mythos and then i started rereading older stories with thor and i i see I, i even see those old stories in a new light as well so Check mm-hmm. them out, man. I might, I might Yeah, we might used to do different.
2: on my uh, on the Watson series podcast, we used to do history of characters episodes, yeah, when uh, movie would come out. And I, I think we did one on Thor when uh, Thor, um, Ragnarok came out, yeah. And so we ended up reading like a bunch of old stories from Thor. And that was, I think, I don't know, was it J. Michael Krasinski? It was no,
1: he has a pretty, that his, yeah, that <laughs> was, was some really yeah, no, was it kidding. was was it
2: Louis Simonson? Maybe it was Simonson. If you tell me
0: what happened, I could tell you probably. Who, I who, think it who, was who.
2: Simonson's run. One of them. It was a run from a while ago, but it was like really. It was like I don't know, it was either the nineties or the eighties, but it was really good. And then everything before and after that, I hated. so mm-hmm. I got to the most recent stuff, and then I
0: fucking loved it to death.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. So
0: I, I I vehemently disagree with a lot of the things that. Brand said when it comes to Thor, because <laughs> it, 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 but there's a lot of it that goes into like just him. I like the Thor mythos in the, in the comic books and Marvel comics. And I also love the fact that he tries his best not to, cause he he always says that he will never unleash his full power or the mortal because, you know, they can die. So he doesn't unleash his full power. And there's a he, lot that goes he, into it. He and does in
1: Banner of War, just so you know. Um, I, but I, technically uh, Thor is
0: not actually a god. <laughs> He is literally a God. He's more like an alien. No. In the in the, in the MCU, he's an alien. In Marvel Comics, he's a fucking God.
2: <laughs> kind of a God. Well, no, he's got God
0: power. I he's a say. God. Shut up, man. I'm not, I'm not having this debate with you. We can have this debate on a Thor
1: episode. Can I be the non-biased arbiter? Can I be the non-biased arbiter here? And I'm going to just... I, I I think that old man is definitely correct. And I will say this because the recent uh, Legion of X comic book, um, they have a dossier on the gods of Marvel. And yes, they are definitely gods. And Krakoa has a plan to kill all of them apparently. But anyways, continue.
0: <laughs> of course of course they do. So uh, you guys mentioned J. Michael Straczynski. If I was gonna recommend one, that would probably be it. However, Thor Ragnarok's by Michael Avon Oeming is so fucking good. He kills everybody. <laughs> like uh, Volstag goes so long without food, he becomes Volstag the skinny. Uh-huh. Sif loses an arm. Fandral—the way they describe Fandral—they said he was like his his once beautiful face was ripped to shreds by arrows. I'm like, damn. The uh, the, the I'm not sure if it's metal or rock with that that built mjolnir was turned into, like, random weapons, and it just didn't have any, like, magic to it. It was... Yuru. What? Yuru. Thank you, Javi. And it was just, it was so good. And then, like, Thor ended the cycle of Ragnarok, and you find out that there's gods above them that feed off the Ragnarok. And Thor basically, like, destroys all of them, and then he goes to sleep. And then that's what um, the uh J. Michael Sosiskis run started.
2: So yeah, so that's what I have on that. I also just read Beta Ray Bill <laughs> fighting Suitor,
0: which was fucking incredible.
1: So amazing. Actually,
0: I have it on my list. I just haven't gotten to it yet. Bro,
1: oh man, please read that book. It's, bro. it's crazy. <laughs> it made my eyes hurt. Oh, yo, we need more Beta Ray Bill.
0: We definitely need more Beta bro, Ray Bill. Beta Ray Bill, man. So, for, so last but certainly not least, we got to talk about The Boys. hobby. did you watch Ms. Marvel yet? No, I did not. All right, so we can we can talk about that nah, next uh, next time we record after this yeah. after after tonight. Let's we got to talk about the boys, man. They started off this show, <laughs> they started off this series with the, with the with the tiny man running up a dude's urethra.
1: Yo, just case just just note this this was my wife's first episode of the boys ever. <laughs> she was like she was like, what is this? <laughs>
2: That is actually hilarious right there. I would have That's loved actually- been to fly in the room on that. That's fucking hilarious. For real.
0: <laughs> and that, that, that is honestly the best reaction you can have to anything that happens to the boys. if you've never seen anything is, what is this? And the sad part about it was, this was a tame episode.
1: <laughs> yo, facts. That's so crazy. They turned it up a nauseous. They're, they're turning it up a nauseous season, though. Like,
0: Yo, straight up and down. So, Brandon, what did you think about it so far?
2: I love how he's calling them the boys more now. Yeah, yeah. Like actually saying the boys in the show, which I appreciate. Um I thought that the show was great. Old Man and I reviewed it on my on the Wise Series podcast. Um I'm I'm really liking what they're doing with Butcher. I told old man this. I'm really liking what they're doing with Butcher on the TV show because I fucking hated how Butcher ended in the comic books. I hate it with everything I love it. in my I love in my heart. I love it. I love so it. I don't think I that's going to
0: happen in the TV show, which I like. It's definitely going it. to happen. I, it's, it's it's definitely going to happen. It's definitely going to happen. You cannot you cannot even understand how much I love that because I completely understand yeah. the but and I don't when I say I understand I don't want to say that right. I have a personal like yeah. appreciation yeah. for it, but I love everything that the butcher that butcher did. Yo, because, Holander and butcher foreshadowed it. Yeah. See, sure. this is this yes. is this is one of the reasons why I think it's not gonna happen, is because mm. they foreshadowed it. Ah, gotcha. um, um Diddy, shout out to um Diddy Von Doom, uh former host, former um second man in the CCBN podcast. He CCBN says this, He says this doesn't end without the um without Ryan and Homeland a fight. He thinks it ends with those two killing each other yes, or that's Ryan thing I but honestly, but honestly, like I, I love the the way that ended so much. It's actually one of my favorite moments of the boys, specifically because like it shows how devious and it explains. See, it shows how devious Butcher is, and it explains why he is the way he is because he could have got anybody to do Huey's job, but he specifically found somebody who could stop him and would not be and couldn't be turned. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I also love at the end of it, it shows that he has a heart when he's just like, I killed your parents. He was like, what? He just like makes fun of him. He knows how to push his button specifically to kill him. Then he calls his parents up and they're alive. He goes, oh, we met your boss and he was the nicest guy ever. And he talked about how great you were. And all I could think to myself was even in death, Butcher had a plan. And that was one of the reasons. And Brandon, that is the reason why I love which, as much as I do in a comic book, specifically because regardless of what happens, he always has a plan. That's true. So, but look, we could but we can, we can pontificate on that later,
1: Javi, uh, pon, a Couple ponti- episodes. Pontificate even. <laughs> Thank you for correcting me because I, I'm uh, not I didn't it. correct you. I'm just oh. impressed by your. Your 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 quite robust vocabulary, my good sir.
2: Well,
0: they can they can actually check more of my vocabulary on oldmanway.com. So but Shout how out. yo what did you think of the first couple of episodes? You didn't watch episode three. We haven't watched episode four yet. What did you think of those two episodes?
1: So I love how they're um giving us because it feels like it's yeah. been 85 years since uh, season two, to be honest with you.
0: And it's funny uh, being you say that because it yeah. used to pop out every year, but yeah. they stopped
1: because... You know. COVID, you know.
0: And it's funny because they said... It, it was funny because the cast was taking a hard stance on that. Mm-hmm. And they said, it's like, if we can't get this together, there's not going to be another season of The Boys. They took a hard stance on that. And they stuck with it. And that's why it took um, an extra year to... But um, episode th- um, season three, excuse me.
1: Yeah. Um. So, I really enjoy the fact that they're giving us like a playback of everything that happened, but through cheesy Voight produced movies and TV shows. Like that's <laughs> awesome. Like I love it. And it was again watching it with my wife who hasn't watched the first two seasons. It was it was it, it gave her like a good synopsis of what we're getting mm-hmm. into. Um, I love. <laughs> I love the fact that Homelander is still not evil enough to be a Nazi, but he's his ego is is so effed up that like he loves a Nazi. So like, because just because Brandon,
0: did your mind go where I was? Reminds me for episode three when he was talking about this. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: okay. So I'm behind a little bit. So let me, you know, whatever. For, so this that's a snapshot of what I think so far. We'll, we'll talk about it later. Um so I just really enjoyed it. No, bro. you're on you're on track. Yeah. <laughs> you are. Yeah. yeah. Um uh, I'm just I, I'm really loving it. I love Starlight. Um I, I oh, like no no before you before you get that,
0: because yeah. that, that brings up the next question. I'm stealing a question from the Y So Series podcast. Javi, who was your favorite character on the show? In the series.
1: In the series during yeah.
0: this season? In general. Who's your favorite character on The, on the Voice? M.M., you know? Uh, same. Mother's mother's my favorite character. Yeah. Brandon, who's your favorite character?
1: Um,
2: I don't know. I'm most intrigued by Queen Maeve. Mm. But I don't think she's my favorite character. Um, it's probably... Butcher, because I find Carl Urban to just be magnetic. Like he's yeah. very magnetic. Um, but I'm very interested in Queen Mae And we only saw her for like five minutes in the first three episodes. And I'm like, what the
0: fuck's going on with her? So I want to know more. <laughs> I'm, I'm 100% with you. I thought that was weird as well. Even though she, it was funny because I was talking to my wife about it. And I didn't even recognize her when she went to Butcher's apartment. I was like, who the fuck? I'm like, is that Grace Mallory? Because it was low lit, and then when she starts, she's like, "I want butch." I was like, "Oh, that's Queen Mae," and I'm like, "Oh, this is what she looks like when they don't give her like the super push up bra," and you know what I mean, and shit like that. It's like, so for me, my favorite character is Mother's Milk. That should be a shock to anybody, but like, I just I love his character, I love his story arc, and Brandon, we talked about this in the watchable Series podcast, but I would like the fans who should listen to the to listen Watch to the Washington Series podcast anyway. I want you to talk about what you thought was going to happen to what you thought of Mother Mother's Milk's new family.
2: Oh, yeah. Um, oh, we can't talk about that because Javi probably didn't see it yet. That happens in episode three, doesn't it? Nope, episode two.
0: Oh, the speech is in episode two? Well, not the speech. The one where, like, the birthday party. Oh, yeah. So, yeah.
2: yeah, Javi, I'm watching this episode, right? You'll like this. And um, M.M. over there, and it's his daughter's birthday party, and she's like, oh, it's a superhero theme. And then his ex-wife's boyfriend shows up in a fucking homelander suit as a white man at this party for these Black women, and I said, this is not going to end well, at all. Like this, and
1: I, I could not Yo. agree with him more. Yo, you are psychic. Because yo, the way he looked at Homelander, he bust he like he yo, org- Brandon.
0: Yo, Brandon
1: said the it exact orgasmic, same thing.
0: Yo, Brandon said the exact same thing on his show when he, he said the way he looked at it. And mm-hmm. I was like,
1: oh shit. Yo, he thought about every everybody that picked on him in high school. Like this is the thing. This is this. You know, this is why I love this show and why I think it's so much better than the comic book. Right? The comic book was not woke at all. Like it was not. It was no. zero no. wokeness in that. Right. Oh, no. uh, <laughs> it, it was. There was. What was, was woke, woke about that?
0: Well, we can talk about the the conversation that Mother's Milk had with Huey during the during the, the series when they were trying to figure out who Swing Wing killed and they was, went to the gay bar and Huey was all uncomfortable when he was chastising Butcher for being like, uh, saying homophobic things. And Butcher was like, oh, what happened? I thought you were down for the cause and all that. And then Mother's Milk says to him, yeah, he goes, all the th- stuff that he says, he goes, and Mother's Milk, who, you know, big black man goes, you grow up in a place where you think you know what what certain things look like and then you realize that real racism is out of your little corner of the woods, and you realize that a lot of it ain't, doesn't mean shit. There's a lot of wokeness in the boys. This is see, Y'all don't be y'all don't be is reading comic books. Y'all just be looking at them. I, I didn't find the boys to be that
2: woke at all. Wait, wait who? y'all, y'all wait, wait. are bugging. Brandon, y'all Brandon, are bugging. Brandon, y'all Brandon, are bugging.
1: Brandon, Y'all
2: are bugging. Brandon, is he talking to us? Yeah, I don't know who he's talking about. Blair, he's Blair, like, Blair. Is it talking about the book that had a 12-year-old with fucking triple E tits as a sex worker? That
0: book is a is woke. They got they, but no, but that was that was a there was a purpose for that. Listen, Specifically because it was, because, it was because of sex work. Yo, it, we're not gonna have this conversation now. Was, we can have completely, was, we can have a completely different conversation on the boys comic book. We it was another we got another episode to record.
1: <laughs> it was woke for the time. Whatever. <sighs> All I'm saying is that this show is a crash course lesson. If you know what to look at for American political history, for our current state of affairs, it's fucking amazing. And it does it in the most violent and visceral way possible, which is suitable, because we are fucking violent and visceral. Right,
0: before we get out of here, Harvey, give me a comic book you'd recommend to people.
1: Legion of X, read that shit.
0: Brandon, what do you got? Oh, Tom Taylor Nightwing. I'm going uh, I'm also going to go DC Comics. I'm going to go Task Force C just because specifically because it's fun. You know, I'm not looking for anything deep out. You're not looking for anything deep out of it. It's super fun. Yeah, man. So, yeah, that's all. That's all I got for right now. You guys got anything else?
1: This nigga said we just be looking at pictures.
0: <laughs> oh, I'll be the dick. The disrespect
2: on the boys. Mm. <laughs>
0: No. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Black, the Ball Black Nerds Comic Book Podcast. Remember, once upon a time, Jean Grey said, "I did," and you forgot my small but volatile friend. The name is Phoenix. This is my apartment. Once upon a time, Professor X
2: lusted over Jean Grey as like eighteen year old as well. That was the ultimate universe that doesn't count. Damn it, Wade.